This is the message from Connection Community Church for Sunday, March 24th, 2019. I am the Good Shepherd. Would you pray with us, please? God, thank you so much for today that you could join us together to worship you, to hear your message. Lord, may the words of our mouth be exactly what you want us to say, God, and open our hearts that we might receive what you would like us to hear, to take in. We pray all this in the name of the Father and the Son and by the power of the Holy Spirit. And everybody agreed and said, amen. All right, kids, do you have your whiteboards? Yes. Does anybody need a whiteboard? Raise your hand if you need one. Looks like everybody's got them. Would you please put your name in the corner of the whiteboard and remember parents to take a picture at the end and send it to connect at connectioncc.org and you'll see it on the screen next week. So this is week three of a season that we call Lent. Lent is the time of preparation. It started with Ash Wednesday two weeks ago, and it goes clear till Easter. And it's a time when we need to look inside and to do some self-examination. During this season of Lent, we've been looking at the book of John and who Jesus says he is. He uses the statement, I am, seven times. Two weeks ago, Jesus declared, I am the light of the world. And then last week, we heard where Jesus claimed and says, I am the gate. Absolutely. And so this morning in John chapter 10, verse 11, we find Jesus giving us another declaration when he says, I am the good shepherd. Kids write, I am the good shepherd across the top of your whiteboard. Sheep and shepherds, they're woven throughout the Bible, throughout the scriptures. It's an integral part of our spiritual heritage, of our, of our story with God. It's a, it's a popular belief that sheep are not very intelligent, that they're downright dumb. In fact, we've shared that belief in a message or two. Well, you know, we always reserve the right to be smarter today than we were yesterday. Doing a little search, we find that sheep aren't so dumb after all. According to an Internet article entitled, Sheep Are Not Stupid and They Are Not Helpless Either, we find that sheep are surprisingly intelligent with, with impressive memory and cognitive skills. They, they build friendships. They stick up for one another in fights. And they even feel sad when their friends are sent to slaughter. I'd like to know how they find that out. Do they just interview? They have these little electrodes in their brain. They interview 100 sheep. They send out surveys. I don't know how they do that. But anyway, on the flip side, though, they find that sheep are also the most, one of the most destructive creatures on the planet as they, extensive grazing contributes to deforestation and a shortage of fresh water. That whole thing that I just shared about sheep and all that stuff sounds a lot like us, doesn't it? Yeah. No wonder we're compared to sheep so often in the scriptures. Kids, do me a favor. Do us a favor. Draw two sheep. Two. There you go. 
sheep. So on the other hand, sheep are not totally self-sufficient. They need to be led to where to graze for some fresh grazing areas. They tend to repeat mistakes. They sometimes get into situations that they can't get out of. They need lots of help. They're very vulnerable to the attacks of the enemy and need protection. Again, who does that sound like? Sounds a lot like us, doesn't it? No wonder sheep need a shepherd. No wonder we do, too. So way, way back, David. David, once a shepherd, then a king. He gave us the picture of the Lord as his shepherd. You may be familiar with that, Psalm 23. It's one of the most, probably the most well-known and favorite psalms there is. Let's share it together. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Yeah. So the people in Jesus' days, they would have been familiar with shepherds, what they looked like, what they did, the equipment that they carried. They also would have been familiar with the scriptural portrait, this idea of the Lord caring for his people as the shepherd cares for his sheep. We are protected just as the shepherd the sheep are protected. Rod and staff. Now, the rod was like a club, and it had pieces of metal and nails on the end, and the shepherd would use that to um, protect the sheep against wolves and lions and bears. Oh, my. Yeah, yeah. The staff, it was this, this long rod with this crook on the end of it, and the shepherd would use that to, to keep the sheep uh, near him, or if a sheep was in a crevice, he would be able to pull him out by putting that crook around the neck and helping to get him back, or her back, to safety. Even when David was in the valley of the shadow of death, he felt no evil because he knew that God was with him protecting him God's rod and God's uh, God's rod and staff comforted him And so the shepherd the good shepherd gives his life for the sheep as Jesus shared in John 10 1, 11 through 13 New International Version he said I am the good shepherd the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. And then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. 
The man runs away because he's a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. So kids, draw on your pay on your whiteboard a wolf. A wolf. Not too close to the sheep. We don't want to scare them off yet. A wolf. So shepherds battled wolves and lions and bears. Oh my. While protecting their sheep. The shepherd, the good shepherd, they put their lives down on the line. They put their lives on the line for their sheep. And that's what Jesus did for us. Jesus allowed himself to be arrested, beaten, whipped, stripped, and crucified for us. He laid his life down for you and for me, for his sheep. Say, I am a sheep. And Jesus laid his life down for you. That's what the good shepherd does for each one of us. The shepherd who loves his sheep. Jesus points out to us, not all those who watch sheep are shepherds. Some are merely hired hands. For them, it's just a job. It's a, it's a living. Uh, they care more about the paycheck than they care about the sheep. At the first sign of danger, when a predator, a wolf perhaps, attacks, the hired hand abandons the sheep and runs away. This person's not in it for the long haul. Not in it because he loves the sheep. He doesn't even really care about the sheep. He cares about himself and what he gets for watching the sheep. It's more about cash than it is about care. Jesus is the good shepherd, and he cares for his sheep. And nothing, nothing, nothing comes between Jesus and his sheep. He is there because he cares, because he loves because his sheep are his. You are his. And nothing would cause him to abandon you. Nothing. Jesus emphasizes that he is the good shepherd. He says it a second time in Scripture. We see it at verse 11 where he says, I am the good shepherd. And then he says it again beginning at verse 14. He says, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. Just as the Father knows me and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not of this sheep pen. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice, and there shall be one flock and one shepherd. So kids, draw Jesus now as a shepherd. And so as we shared last week, Jesus, uh, excuse me, sheep know the shepherd. They know the shepherd's voice. If, if you have commingled flocks and one of the shepherds calls, his sheep will come out of that commingled flock. Another shepherd call his sheep, they come out from that flock. Shepherd knows the sheep. He names them even. They get personal. It's, it's relational. He, he cares for them. The good shepherd, Jesus, knows his sheep. He has a relationship with them as well. And the sheep know him. They recognize when he's communicating with them, talking to them, calling them by name, calling us by name. Do you recognize when Jesus is talking to you? Sometimes it may be a little challenging because you may hear a voice, but an audible voice, but more often than not, that's not the case. 
He may communicate with you in a different way. Jesus often does that. It may be through circumstance or situations. It may be through through Scripture. It may be through the Bible reading you're doing that day, your devotion or a prayer. It may be through another person. It may be from a feeling inside, a, a nudging, a tingling, a, a gut feeling, a leading that just won't let go. It's important to know how Jesus speaks to you. Well, how do you do that? Well, the more you pray, the more you read Scripture, the more you do devotion, the more you talk with Christian friends, the more you open yourself up to Jesus, the more you will recognize when he's speaking to you through the nudges, through the Scripture, through the friends, or whatever means Jesus may be using at that time to speak to you. But keep this in mind. Keep in mind that Jesus is consistent. Jesus is consistent. Jesus will not tell you something that is contrary to his word. Jesus will not tell you something that is contrary from scripture or tradition, reason, experience. If you are feeling something that is contrary to what you know of Jesus and what Jesus would teach, what Jesus would say, contrary to what is in the scripture, chances are very good that that is not the good shepherd, but it is the one who is masquerading as the good shepherd, the one who masquerades to steal and kill and destroy us. The evil one is very good at disguising very good at masquerading, very good at pretending to be someone or something other than he really is. He's good at trying to fool us, to make us think that he is the good shepherd, but he will never be, never be. I can tell you that he has had a field day with me in the past couple weeks. And I listened to Priscilla Shire a couple times on a podcast, and she just, God used her to rein me back in. So I can't tell you enough. Please show up with us um, to see that Priscilla Shire um, simulcast. I'm here to tell you to don't be fooled. Do not be fooled. Don't be misled. Don't be deceived. Know the Good Shepherd for who he is. And follow his voice and his voice alone. Jesus continues, uh, verse 17, 18. The reason my father loves me is that I lay down my life only to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and, and authority to take it up again. The command I re- this command I received from my father. Jesus says. The good shepherd lays his life down for his sheep. That's what this whole season of Lent is, to kind of take that in, to realize who we are and whose we are, to focus on our need for a shepherd and for the shepherd's willingness to lay his life down. You know, sooner or later, every one of us, every one of us has some doubts. We get misled. We get confused. We get kind of... I don't know, cynical. And maybe we even get to the point where we wonder, do we really matter? Does anybody care? 
what's my purpose anyway? Why am I even here? Well, the truth is, and this is the absolute truth, you do matter, and someone really does care. And there is a definite reason for you to be here on this earth. God created you and designed you for a purpose, and it's his purpose, and it's his plan. So why in the world did Jesus die on the cross if you didn't matter? Why in the world did Jesus die on a cross if he doesn't care about you? Why in the world did Jesus die on the cross if there's no purpose for your life, if there's no reason for you to even be here? Back in the scripture earlier, Jesus said, I laid down my life for the sheep. And then he said, I have other sheep that are not of this sheep, and I, I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice, and there shall be one flock and one shepherd. See, he says that because all lives matter to Christ. Not just a few, not just the select, not just those who are in church on Sunday morning, not just those who look like me or look like you. All lives matter. Doesn't matter the color. Doesn't matter nationality. Doesn't matter the language. Doesn't matter the culture. People who look very different than us, speak very different than us, believe very different than us, have lives that are very different than us. People who could be virtually the opposite of the way we do business. People who um, you may um, be so far different it's hard to even imagine. We all matter to God, every single one. Your life, my life, all of our lives matter. God the Father created them. Jesus the Son died for them. And God the Holy Spirit um, empowers and sustains them. They matter. You matter. I matter. All lives matter. You're important. God created you. And God don't make no junk. Amen? Amen. Kids, write that down. All lives matter. Make it in big letters if you can. All lives matter. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. I am the good shepherd. He didn't say, I am the great condemner. He didn't live and he certainly didn't die to condemn. He came to care. He came to love. He came to direct us. He came to order our steps. He came to help us. He came to forgive us. Jesus, just as the shepherd came for his sheep, he came to care and he came to love, to love you and me just as we are, but he loves us too much to leave us right there. He wants better for us that our lives would be aligned with his life, that as we take more steps toward him and know him, that we would take on the very likeness. That's what he wants. And he designed us that our life would be spent glorifying him, not what we do or our titles or where we live or anything, but to glorify him. And he came to save, 
to save you and me from the thieves and robbers, to save us from the hired hand who doesn't care, to save us from ourselves, from our misguided ways, our bad decisions, our self-centered uh, choices, our it's-all-about-me lives. He came to save. Is any of this ringing a bell? Yeah, yeah. He came for us. Yeah, Jesus cares. In fact, he cares enough to take us out of our comfort zones. If, if that's what it's going to take to help us be the person we were created to be. You know, it's, it's tough when we're in that comfort zone, isn't it? And we're nice and cozy, and let's not rock that boat. He took me out of my comfort zone about 32 years ago. I was pretty comfortable. I had a career I thought was going to retire with. I thought, you know, things were, things were cool. And then it started with a 32-week Bible study. Oh, my goodness. I never knew you could study the Bible for 32 weeks. It was called Disciple One. Anybody taking it? Disciple One? Yeah. And then about the same time, he had me go on a three-day retreat, 72-hour retreat called the Walk to Emmaus. Anybody been on that? Yeah. And so he used those two as starters to bring about a major shift in my comfortable life. From me calling the shots to him calling the shots, from me being the center of everything to him being the center, from me being focused on a job where I was focused on commissions to a life where I'm focused on Jesus Christ. And so he shepherded me, kind of shepherded us, <laughs> through some very interesting changes, some severe pay cuts, some career changes, and some difficult choices to the point where well, the bottom line is we had absolutely no choice but to fully rely on him to get through it all. Kind of like a sheep caught in that crevice we talked about earlier. The good shepherd then rescued me with that crook from who I was to who I could be. Rescued me. Gave me new life in him. Cared for me, loved me, saved me. And the thing is, he cares for and he loves and he saves you too. Amen. Kids, write, Jesus cares. Jesus cares. Then I'm going to add something. Put a slash after he cares and then put Jesus saves. And then put a slash and say me. <laughs> me. As we look ahead to Jesus' last days, his arrest and his crucifixion, to his death and resurrection, we are reminded that those who were in charge at the time were not the ones who killed Jesus. They could not kill him. Jesus laid his life down willingly of his own accord. Jesus' life was not taken from him. He gave his life for each one of us. He gave it just as a shepherd gives his life for his sheep. Jesus gave his life 
for his sheep, and that's us. He gave his life so we would not lose ours, so we would not be misdirected, so we would not be misguided, so that we could be forgiven and so that we could be free from all those things that keep us in chains. Jesus came so that we would have life and have it to the full. New life. Life eternal. And when I say eternal, I don't mean by the time we get to heaven. I mean now. Life here on earth. Living in, in this realm where we're connected to God and connected to each other. And we're able to serve him and glorify him with everything we've got. That's a little piece of heaven right here. He came so that we would have life eternal here and in heaven so that we could have the life that God envisioned for us when God first thought of us so long, long ago, a new life in Christ. I know a lot of us came in here with a lot of stuff. I really had trouble even getting here this morning. And I am so grateful for you who I could hear your voices. I could hear you singing our God. And it just lifted me out of my pit. What pit are you in? If you're feeling heavy and burdened, today's the day to just leave it. Just give it up. Just leave it. That's why he came. And if you want someone to pray for you, Mike and Maria are back there. They would love to pray with you. The last few weeks, people have gone and gotten prayer, and people have received salvation and healing and wholeness. Don't miss it. The good shepherd came to give us life, new life, and to care and to love. Let's believe it, and let's live it. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Almighty God. Thank you that you are the good shepherd. You tell us who you are. You say, I am. I am. You are the light of the world. You are the gate. You are the good shepherd. And I'm looking forward to sharing more of your word of who you are. Thank you, God, for calling us together this morning. Anybody here who's so heavy and weary, God, touch them. Touch every cell of their body so that they leave lighter. That as they cry out to you, I know that you hear all of us at once. I don't get it, but I know that you do. So thank you for that. And help that one person today feel courageous to go and get prayer. Thank you for your son, Jesus, the good shepherd, and it's in his name that we pray this. Everybody agreed and said, Amen. Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website at justshowup.church. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus and the life he offers.